Welcome to Bonehead. Welcome to Bonehead. Bonehead. So this so may I or may not be episode 90 of nineties okay. of well, because we have an interview coming yeah, up, but I was going to talk to you about where we're actually going to place that. So this will be either ninety or not. No, yeah, ninety or ninety. It will probably it'll be in the nineties, mm-hmm. which is what we're talking about. Nineties cartoons again, part four. Holy we're talking about son of a bitch and cow shit turds. Perkins. We're talking about adult cartoons. Yes, adult only cartoons. Where did uh, my notes go? I don't know. You better find them. Hell. Why don't you re- why don't I start reading? You say. Why don't you start reading? These because car- you don't read good. So adult only cartoons. These are cartoons that were good. Specific- these are cartoons that were specifically for adults before the nineties. Car- Is that what that means? Yep. Belch. Before the nineties, cartoons made for adults were not prevalent. Uh, for the most part, cartoons were only made for children and cannot could only be seen on Saturday mornings, or when kids were getting ready for school or getting home from school. The Simpsons there's some exceptions. I mean, the Flintstones. Well, yeah, there's obviously some exceptions, but um, the Simpsons pretty much changed this and allowed more experimentation to have shows geared towards the 80 or older audience. Now, 80, 80 or older. 18 or older. older oh, audience. You said 80. You said, oh, that would be correct. Octogenarians thought. I have no idea. Is that correct? Now, it is octogenarians. Now, before we, now, before we get into our... Nine, our uh, adult, In our 90s? Don't worry, we won't oh make my it. Good Lord. The, uh, before we talk talk about our adult cartoons, we need to talk about a special thing that happened in the '90s that allowed these cartoons to come. I finally got laid. Nope. Uh, I don't believe that. The '90s saw the rise. I swear it happened in the '90s. No, the '90s saw the rise of Spike and Mike's Festival of Animation slash and, Sick and Twisted <laughs> Festival of Animation. Do you all know anything about Spike and Mike? I know a lot about Sick and Twisted. Yeah. Let's go back to the '90s getting laid. No, let's not. <laughs> go ahead, Joe. Sorry, did go into detail about your sexual exploits. There were every no. every pump and grind. There was only a few pumps, very little grinding. <laughs> <laughs> Two pump chump. Yep, yep. And one of those was for coffee creamer. What? what? Uh, the f- I sure do like the creamer. Mm, hazelnut. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the nut part, right? Yep. And if Hazel's available, he'll take what he can get. Do you know anyone named Hazel? I wish I did. You know, I do. Actually, I do know somebody that their middle name is Hazel. Really? Yeah. It's, it's because it's a family name. Ah. I want to uh, know a Hazel. I want to know what love is. Uh, do you want to know Sister Hazel? No. I want you to show me. Anyway... <laughs> Can we go on with night? So this isn't an hour and a half episode. <laughs> no, God, I want to make it forever. Uh, all I ever hear is you made me do Stephen King so many times. Yes, you did. I did Ooh. not make us do it. I'm pretty sure it was mainly Haley's fault. But keep going. Anyway, the festival, uh, Spike and Mike, uh, the festival featured a wide array of creators and their strongly adult-oriented cartoons that could never make it to air. Uh, the only way to see this animation were in very hard to find VHSs. I actually got a copy of one through um, a a video dealer. Store. No, from a video store rental place in in Louisville. Hmm. My friend went there all the time. And you did this, cocaine. This is how we got it. Was it what was it? Well, wild was Wild and Wooly? It was Wild and Wooly. Is Wild and Wooly out of business now? Is yeah, yes. Wild and Wooly's gone. Yeah, along with every other rental place. No, could tell me, never forget. Um, does Louisville have one at all? I, Lexington doesn't. I don't now. know. I know Shelbyville does. Anyway, hmm, let's all go to Chevy, Also, you can find them on the good old fashioned dial up internet. <laughs> um, the animation. Get off the dot! 
Anyway, I somebody str- called. <laughs> I strongly suggest going on YouTube and looking up Spike and Mike's uh, Sick and Twisted Festival of Animation. The festival featured a wide. Uh, sorry, I just did that. Uh, the animation, the animation that was featured in these. Oh my God! Let's go back to your phone. Yeah, let's go back to my phone. Oh, the animation was stunning, inventive, and a lot of times very graphic. The fe- and this is why this is important. The festival featured early work from the likes of Tim Burton, John Lasseter, Andrew Staten, Will Vinton, and more. Because it actually started in the and 80s. Andrew Stanton went on to do nothing. Of and nothing yeah, went on to nothing, do nothing. Nothing. Tim Burton did did a little small film. But we're here are some of the other creators who got their stars. Batman Returns. I was actually trying to think of the what he did about the big eyes. He did a little small yeah, movie big called eyes. Big Eyes. Yeah. So here are the creators <laughs> who got the. As to the one Joe tried to get launched. Biggins. Biggins. <laughs> so here are the creators who got their stars through the festival. Mike Judge. Mm. Bill Plimpton. John R. Dilworth, the creator of Courage the Cowardly Dog. Uh-huh. Ken Navarro, who created Happy Tree Friends. Which is, uh, you could bring up as a nice cartoon because it was on the interwebs. Yes. Yeah. Joe Murray, who created Rocco's Modern Life. Mm-hmm. Shane Acker, who you would know did the cartoon Nine. Oh, oh yeah. I, I like Nine. Nine. Yeah. And Peter Doctor. But there is a Pete certain... Doctor. Yeah, Pete Doctor. Yeah. But he didn't do nothing either. Nope. Phoned it did in. Did he direct Toy Story 3? I'd have to look. I believe so. I believe so. But I've there, heard Toy Story 4 is good. There is a certain duo who got their start in uh, Mike Spike and Mike's Sick and Twisted Animation and got them a certain show that Joe is going to talk about right now. So Mike Parker and Trace... Uh, Mike Parker and Mike Trace... Parker. Yeah, yeah, who's laughing? Ah. Matt, Matt, you want to try Matt? I didn't feel like I was talking that loud, but according to our... You're really our, loud. Would it help if I did my dial-up sound again? <laughs> Yeah, you know, we're trying to we keep just listeners. We lost viewers. I'm Ooh. glad we all went that to the That kind same of, place. when you look at it on the thing, it looks like a weird guitar Prince would Actually, play. it looks kind of like the ship from Event Horizon. Event Horizon. <laughs> uh, so maybe, Where we're going, we don't need eyes. We don't need roads. <laughs> South Park, Trey Parker, Bud Matt Stone. We're good now. <laughs> okay, so I didn't get to talk much in the last episode because once Wasn't again... Wasn't it lovely, viewers? Yes. <laughs> Once again, I spent the 90s uh, pissed off. But there was something that came along in the 90s that spoke to me that still speaks to me to this day. I still watch it. I never missed I tried. Well, I'm sure I have missed episodes, but I tried not to, specifically in the last three or four years. I think it's just as smart. Actually, it may be smarter today than it ever has been. They've won a Peabody. Mm-hmm. Um, they have. Have you said the name of the show yet? No, it's South Park. Okay, good. <laughs> But how did they start South Park, Chad? They didn't just start doing South Park. What what actually got them notoriety? It was a you're talking about the the, mm-hmm. the Santa Claus versus Jesus cartoon that the, was actually a Christmas card. It was a, yeah, card, it was Christmas yeah. card. Yeah, yeah, and they sent her, and it got being posted before things went viral. Yeah, this went viral. Yeah, through VHS tapes that were traded back and forth. Right? And they yeah, absolutely. And they actually tried to do Mr. Hanky as the show. That was the pitch. Really? So I've been told. Huh. It wasn't necessarily just South Park. So South Park, the original episode, was made through cutouts. Construction mm-hmm. paper cutouts. Took so long. That's how the pilot was made. The only one that was made that way is that one. From that point on for the series. The rest of them, after the pilot, were all done on computer. I didn't know that. Yes. And now they've got to the point where it went from a few weeks to this to they do it in what? Seven days? Seven days. And that's writing. 
And yeah, they are they are literally rushing to get that on the air every week. Every week. Because they, they want to stay time. they want to stay current. They've missed one time. Oh really? There's a power outage. Absolutely. They're, and the power outage they missed one time. So <clears throat> Trey Parker Mastone developed the show from the spirit of Christmas to Consecutive animated shorts that later became one of the first internet viral videos, ultimately leading to Southport's production. It deba- debuted in August the 13th, 1997, and there's 297 episodes of South Park that have been broadcast. Episodes? Episodes. Um, Don't you know. Subsequent ratings <laughs> have varied, but it remains one of Comedy Central's still highest rated shows, and it's slated to air new episodes through 2019. The pilot is actually made with cutout animation, just like I said. All right, so. But they, they based a lot of it on themselves. A lot of it's based on themselves. And, and he, growing up in. Trey Parker does most of the writing and directing. Matt Stone does a lot of the handling of the people. It's it's fascinating to watch an interview with him. Or the, if you can look it up, they don't do a ton of interviews. Of how their different personalities match. For example, Trey's talked about. If they're doing, I don't know, let's say they're doing a spot for a video game and he thinks he's got it in two or three, you know, but he's not the type of person who'll say, no, 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 I think you're good. We're not doing any more takes. Matt Stone will shut it down, right? Mm -hmm. And how their personalities uh, complement one another. They've been, and I find it fascinating that they've been doing this now for over 20 years Mm -hmm. and they haven't killed one another. Right. We've done. Right at 90-some episodes when this comes out of Bonehead. And my God, I want to hit you with my car You so want to hit me right... Why with your car? Because my fists are dainty. Didn't you just pay it off? My car? My fist? Both. <laughs> He's got about 17 good payments left on him. <laughs> uh, he has it, to wear gloves when he eats chicken wings. South Park, to me, is still just as important as it ever was. And it probably is... For two reasons. One, Trey, pa- Trey Parker and Matt Stone, I, I don't want to say are geniuses because I say people say that a lot. But they're damn talented, man. They're but do you damn also talented. Think- and the fact that the way they do it, and they, you're absolutely right, if something happens this week, they can have it on air next week. Yeah. I do know one thing that did come up, though. They were so sure, and not to get into politics, but they were so sure Hillary Clinton was going to win that when that didn't go that way, it threw off everything because they had script plans and all that stuff, and they had to scrap all of it immediately. Immediately, and, and then turn of course, it around. Mr. Garrison is playing. I don't have you guys been watching the last few. Chad, you're uh, a huge fan, but you've stopped watching the last few years. Yeah, right? it's not. It's not because I don't like the show. It's just I haven't been able. to. I have kids, and yeah. it's delayed a lot of my. And, and, and for some odd reason, of the other things that's delayed of mine, for example, I still haven't finished the last episode of the pun or the last few episodes of the Punisher or, or Daredevil. I still have seen. That's the one thing I make room for. Yeah. That and Archer. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, Archer, the next night I will watch Archer. But no, I do know that Mr. Garrison... Holy shit, snacks. But but I do Archer, know Mr. Garrison yeah. has taken Archer on the, the, the Donald Trump stereotype. He's taking on the Donald Trump stereotype. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, I People make fun of it a lot. And there's probably a lot of episodes when it was, when it was originally airing, or the first few seasons, that are just poop and fart jokes. But there's always usually more than just poop which, and fart jokes. Which is where... Terrence Phillip came from. Terrence Phillip is like, no, res- this is just yeah. poop and fart jokes. That's yeah. their response to that critique. They created Terrence and Phillip 
as kind of a meta critique of the critique. And what another thing I find fascinating is the shit that they've thrown at Family Guy over the years. Yeah, because they really do not like. They Seth do McFarlane. not like Seth MacFarlane. Well, they don't like Family Guy, and particularly the writers of Family Guy. And I know that the Family Guy and Family Guy writers, of course, love South Park, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And they've even made fun. South Park's made fun. Simpsons did it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Of how it's hard to stay true, but their issues are those. That's easy. Mm-hmm. And I like Family Guy. But some of the throwaway gags, they think it's easy. When you build it into a story and you have a story, that's where it becomes difficult. When you get get humor from the story. Right. Because South Park actually has a story. And that's when, for example, we have a friend named Craig who would never watch it and think it's bullshit. And I always say, no, it's pretty much the same. It's pretty much one of, if not the smartest thing on television. And nine times out of ten, when they tackle a topic... It pretty much sums up how I feel about that topic. I don't know if I'm weak-willed or brained, or if they just are somewhere in the middle of the road like I am on a lot of things, too. Well, you know, I think the other part about it is, and going back to why the show has stayed as good as it has, is is because of Sam, right? I mean, and if I played the video game. I don't know if you've played. There's, no. Um, so that they've made... They made several games, and I way back when it first came out, and they did it for it wasn't Nintendo sixty four, but whatever it was at the time, they did a South Park game, PlayStation, uh, which was over the top, stupid fun, um, but it was more or less Goldeneye mm-hmm. with South Park. Um, but the more recent ones, um, the Stick of Truth, the Stick of Truth, you play New Kid. And it goes through the entire role-playing game where it's like you can put in a name and it doesn't matter what you put in because Cartman calls you New Kid. Um, the And that's their critique of role-playing games and stuff like that. And you're the new kid and they're playing, basically, there's an entire episode yeah. where they do Lord of the Rings. Well, it's that kind of same plot, except you have to go on this quest to end something that's coming and you have to help Lemmy Winks again at some point, throw back to the show... But at the end of the game, spoiler, if you've never played it, you've actually got to help perform an abortion to solve the to solve the quest. Uh-huh. Obviously, that is not... And they wrote it. And they, they made the game. And there's now been a more recent one, which is their critique of superhero films, called The Fractured Butthole. <laughs> Fractured Butthole. Hole. Um, and that's their critique of superheroes. And they, if you read, I read the video game making of, and it's them. They scripted it. They supervised they the animation. Because they didn't used to do the video game. They do. Mm-hmm. They did all of that. But they've stuff. been doing video games for a while. But no, they never scripted them. No, they they were not the one. No, they did video games, but it was Comedy Central that yeah, yeah. did video yeah. games. They didn't used to do the video. I'm talking about but, those but two. I, yeah. We're not yeah. in charge of those video games. But if you if you play the more recent video games, they scripted them. They did everything. They do obviously the voices and all that stuff. So. Just as an FYI, what? I think that's what's kept South Park being South Park is, and, and and I think there are times when creators need to let go, and things that I love that creators needed to let go of, Star Trek, Star Wars, um, <laughs> but I think there's something about South Park where those two have remained a force that has kept it from being just a commercial enterprise. So, a couple of things I want to talk about, and I, I, you guys had a lot of time, so I'm going a little time. No, 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 I'm sorry. Television I, I producer and writer Norman Lear, an idol of both Parker and Stone, served as a guest writing consultant for season seven. Did you know that, Chad? Nope. Norman Lear. That's pretty cool. 
Isn't it? He was 80, right? At the time. Oh, I'm sure he would have been. And yeah. um, so during the 12th to 13th season, it was Bill Hader, which Bill you Hader. can see in that documentary. That which, I, by the way, it feels like he's not contributing anything to the he's show. Just it, he's laughing. just sitting there laughing. That's it. Yeah, he's it. just sitting there laughing. And he, I've seen an interview with him talking about just how smart the two guys are and how they logically get to these things. Right. So I am at the right age because I saw it in my teens, right as high school was about to end and I'm about to go to college or right around that time. And I think I've grown with it. They've grown and I've grown. Yeah, I mean it came out senior year in high school senior year in high school for me. And I remember yeah. sitting my my friend who had cable, he would come and we'd watch VHS copies of, you know, Stan's gay dog and <laughs> Mr. Right. Hanky. So I've grown Sorry. and they've Sorry. grown and the trajectory of South Park and me is on the same. So now I do think more about a lot of stuff in the last ten seasons that they've dealt with because I'm older. They're older. Yeah. And I don't I, I have, think there's I a reason I have a special connection. With all her. of my adult life has been connected to South Park. Yes. But, Every aspect of it. But yeah, you know, and the other thing about it is is the amount of talent they've got. I mean, they had George Clooney to do the bark of a dog. Mm-hmm. Jay Leno to do the meow of a cat because celebrities wanted to have a voiceover on it. and Not and so much anymore. Away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Not, mean, they were turning people away. But I think also, uh, just because this meant a lot to me, I thought this was so cool. They did the Chef Aid album, which yeah. was an album they did. And Rick Rubin produced that. And Rick Rubin worked with Johnny Cash and the Beastie Boys and all that. And one of my favorite songs on there uh, is um, it's called Nowhere to Run, Paper Trail. But Chef introduces it, Isaac Hayes introduces it as Chef, and he goes back together again and lames off all the people, and you're like, there's no way these people ever worked together before. And of course they didn't. It was a joke. But here's the people that perform on that song. Ozzy Osbourne, DMX, Old Dirty Bastard. ODB. Uh, uh, the Crystal coming. Method, Jack Blades, Rick Rubin, and John Eaton all perform together. On one song, and I'll be honest, you sit there listening to it going, this is really cool. It doesn't make any much sense, I'll be honest, right. but it's really cool. And, um, you know, Wyclef John, Elton John did a song for the album called Wake Up Wendy. It's just got a ton of talent, and it brought people together that wouldn't have been together otherwise. And the movie still holds up. Mm-hmm. They did oh, a yeah. musical. They did an effing musical. Which was nominated no. for an Oscar. Oscar that Robin Williams performed. It's, one, it's one of the two. It's one of the few musicals I can actually watch. It's a musical. Yeah. I mean, what balls? And it was not a huge success. It wasn't a huge failure, but it wasn't like, oh my god, the South Park movie's out. Yeah. I remember. Did you guys go see it in the theater? Yes. Actually, I remember the Stone and Parker said um, they their their exact comment. I remember when it came out, going, "We're ninety percent sure we drove up the Wild Wild West ticket sales." Because it came out the same weekend, but it was R-rated, and tons of people bought tickets and then went to the theater. Then they went to the theater because they were kids. Yeah. And which is a whole joke at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Because they're going to go see the Terrence and Phillip film. It's a film within the film, right? Yep. I remember being there, and I know this is a cliche years later, but it's true. Moms getting up and jerking their kids out the back when they start doing when the Terrence and Phillip movie starts playing inside the movie where mm-hmm. they start cursing and they're yep. farting and shitting on people. Yeah. Yep. It was lovely. <laughs> I was still a teenager, pissed off, and it was lovely. It was a great experience. I saw and that with what was her name, Kim something. 
I can't say her yeah, last name. Yeah, let's not say on. your last name. It, it clicked. I honestly wasn't going to say it, and then it clicked because I couldn't remember it. And now, Yeah, do. Kim Robocop. Let's call her Kim Robocop. Oh, that would have been so hot. <laughs> <laughs> but, by the way, if you have never heard the Chef 8 album, check it out because it also does have a duet with This is Isaac when the people used to buy CDs. Yeah, Isaac Hayes and Meatloaf do a song, which is Tonight is Right for Love with Maris Baxter Bernie. Um by the way, if you don't know who Meredith Baxter Brody is, where we at on time? Um, that's a good question. We probably need to move past South yeah. Park anyway. So anyway, no, but it, it is—it's one you need to check out. Thank you, Chad. Thank You're you. welcome. We spent a lot of time on Tiny Toons and Animaniacs because they Sa- deserved it, and so does South Park. South Park deserves There's it. There's no argument. I just no South Park. I would argue you've got as far as that golden age of animation for the '90s. Obviously, The Simpsons kicked it off in '89. Somebody's getting defensive. Uh, no, and then I think you've got Ren and Stimpy, and, it, and as, cert- as that type, as satirical, and then. But as far as uh, South Park, and, and real quick before we move on, South Park still has probably one of the most. It's I, I you can't offend me, but I will call it an offensive. What most people would see as an offensive episodes I've ever saw on television, uh, with Christopher Reeve. Actually, and it also is about oh, the, the fetuses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my it gosh, also, I and I still can't believe it got to air. Yeah. No, you know what? You go watch it, and it's been 10, 15 years since that episode yeah. came out. Actually, the episode just where as they. Offensive. The episode where they saved the whale, and it's on the moon. By the way, Joe did quotes, it. by the way. That would James, be James. James did quotes. He's James. I'm Joe. I don't look at you all. <laughs> You're Haley. Not during. <laughs> Check, I fired. Yeah. <laughs> But no, no. I mean, there's. You're right. There's episodes of South Park where it's like, the, "What did I do?" And we're watch? talking about a decade later. Yeah, I, but will you remember? I mean, yeah. you remember the I show? I can't forget. I, I, we can talk about Lemmy Weeks. We can talk about Tom Cruise. We can talk about a lot of things. Keep on going. All right. So I'm going to do an obscure one, and then James Altain to hand it over to you. Let's talk about the first stop motion animated series ever made for primetime television, The PJ Family Dog. What? He just wanted to say family dog. Uh, the, the PJs. See, because he's Bud the Chud. <laughs> Who played him? I hope that man does not get Garrison Keeler. Oh Keeler. my God. I would actually... I, I know Garrison Keeler has been in trouble recently in the news, but I will say this. Listen, any Hollywood studio, I can guarantee you... Joe, will you go with me? Sure. We'll sell two tickets at least in, for Garrison Keeler in a Chud movie. So the PJs um, ran from 1991 to 2001. Yeah. Who was the star? The star, you know, it was actually Eddie Murphy. I know. For a short period of time. There was actually three people who voiced the the character Thurgood Stubbs. Really? Eddie Murphy didn't do him all the whole time. What? This is really pissing me off. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Slightly, I get it with Eddie Murphy more than I get it with John Lovitz. No offense to to your soulmate. Yeah. But John Lovitz John can't Lovitz, find 30 minutes in the John week. Lovitz is the only celebrity I've ever been compared to. I know you don't believe that comparison or you don't see it. That being said, it's the only one I've ever got. I've got to protect my homeboy. Can I Can I, Can I? I even rock your, your world even more? What? John Lovitz did the voice of... No, 27, <laughs> uh, 27 of the PJ's episodes, Thurgood Orenthal Stubbs was voiced by a white guy. That doesn't bother me. Mark Mosley. I just... How many did Eddie do? Just, Eddie Murphy. Just the first few? Eddie Murphy. It says Eddie Murphy did 30 episodes. There might be something we need to... I might need to do some more research on this because it, it does... It lists Mark Mosley, Phil Morris, and Eddie Murphy as doing the voice of Thurgood Orenthal Stubbs. Um, but the show was created by Eddie Murphy, Steve Tompkins, and Larry Wilmore. 
Voice actors included Eddie Murphy, Loretta Devine, who is an amazing actress, Michelle Morgan, Shawn Michael Howard. It was the first stop-motion animated series made for television. Do you know who actually made this show? Mm-mm. Touchstone Television, which would make this Disney. Disney's first original adult-oriented animated show. The show actually won three Emmys. I did not know this. I just do not have a fond spot for it. Really? No. You know, I rewatched it. BET, I think, I think recently was re-airing. And I say recently within the past three years. And I caught a couple episodes. And I was like, some of this is... Like, people talk about the Cleveland show. Some of it is... It was very similar in that it went some dark places in yeah. back in the background. Just not... Mm. Not even what you were seeing up front, but... So why, why, why do you like the BJ's? The, the the level of humor. It, okay. It was um, so it got criticized by the likes of Spike Lee, uh, because of, of it portraying African American stereotypes in a comedic way. Um, but personally, what I thought it was trying to show was that people, um, what people uh, was trying to show people what impoverished minorities have to deal with on an everyday basis, but in a comedic way mm-hmm. that didn't leave them feeling guilty they could actually laugh but at the same time feel sympathetic what did he do for a living he worked in the sewer no he he worked he was a, he, he was a, he was a super project he was a super a for an, uh, a project why do i remember the sewer thing with the, the there was the, an there, episode there, where they had to go into the sewer. the sewer yeah okay and there's a but it allowed the viewer to sympathize with the characters without feeling uncomfortable or guilty um some uh, let me list some of my personal favorite episodes and then we'll talk more about the show uh bone bugs and harmony Boys in the Woods, which was about them going out into the woods. And, of course, people who lived in the projects never being out in the woods. They didn't know how to function. Smokey the Squatter. Smokey was the crackhead. Yeah. uh, Who was always trying to get, like, rob people, get into people's houses, uh, get money for crack the whole time. Which, you know, people thought Dave Chappelle was funny in the Chappelle show Mm -hmm. for doing a crack, crack addict. This is the show that started it. Uh, Robin Robin Hood, the housing... Uh, and Hood was a frequent joke with this show because of how, you know, basically people had to constantly go to Hood for benefits and mm-hmm. basically they didn't get them. And what this is, uh, they had to rob Hood because Hood refused to give them water filters for their house. Which... I for mean, their, for their, 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 this, and, and then hilarity ensued. Yeah. If you think about it now, I mean, we now know about Flint, Michigan. We now know about stuff like that. But this was dealing with this in a time where people didn't know that stuff. So I right. kind of agree with Chad that it did shed some light on, hey, some people aren't living well. Right. I right. mean, they would constantly go to HUD going, hey, we need certain things. And they were, you never actually saw the person. It was always a, a, and, this is true of a lot of things. The window was fogged out, and all you saw was a silhouette of a very large woman with a very loud voice saying, basically telling them to get out, you're not getting shit. Yeah. Uh, and uh, my personal favorite episode, merely for the title, The Last Affirmative Action Hero. <laughs> Four people that are last action hero now, fans are now like, I have two affirmative action heroes. <laughs> But no, I, the, it did. It covered a lot of adult topics. You know, for example, 
uh, Thoroughgood Stubbs, and this is one of the funnier episodes. Thoroughgood Stubbs suddenly goes up to he's doing maintenance on on this the best he can, and he's a he's a curmudgeon old man who doesn't want to do anything anyway. But uh, and he's forced save newborn. Yeah, he's forced to work on the he's forced to work on these people's uh, homes. Uh, homes, and he doesn't want to do it, and he does it half ass. Mm-hmm. But he's managing to work on a uh, look. He's doing something with electricity or the water pipes, and he suddenly discovers behind a wall a penthouse apartment in the projects and without telling anybody he moves into it <laughs> and he's he's living out the high life in this in this penthouse in and, the deluxe apartment in this guy high, high, high. and his wife refuses to move move in with him she wants to stay in the basement apartment that they they live in and then eventually what happens is everybody in in the complex finds out that he's living in the penthouse and they go move in and he just get he gets pissed off and moves out um, there's an episode where he is trying to find out if one of the older, and this was actually, what was the show that Jimmy Dynamite Walker was known for? Oh, Dino, uh, good, oh times. good times. Good times. This was actually. Aren't we glad we got him? Yeah. Good times. <laughs> this was, uh. Must be getting late. You it, guys had a hard time with good times. I am. I was the one that rolled off good Thank times. Thank you. It is getting late. No, I'm, I'm just, just saying it must be getting late. But, uh, the episode. <sighs> What? But, but they Craig. Am I still driving? But they they also took they took this they took this story from Good Times, but it also was an everyday occurrence in the projects. Thoroughgood was trying to find out if this old lady who lived in a, in one of the in shoe. yeah in one of the the apartments was eating dog food to get by, and it was just a comedic thing of him actually trying to give her dog treats <laughs> <laughs> to see if she would take them. <laughs> Okay, that's funny. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> uh, but in, in good times, they cut out all the comedy for our episode, and it was a real it was a real thing. And so yeah, that's which what, is funny because if you buy dog food now, dog food's gotten expensive. And I feel my dad spends a lot more money feeding his dogs than he ever spent feeding me. Yeah. Well, you you look like you turned out okay. I got by kibbles and bits and bits. <laughs> I love them kibbles. Screw them bits. But. Yeah, PJ's is a I show. I love to screw you to bits. The PJ's is a show that I think has long been forgotten, and it's a tragedy. I that think it has it's been. kind of been forgotten, but I, I was never a fan. And I was. So James, what was your? I'll story? go ahead and go on to something that I know Joe's not a fan of. Um, it's on the table there. I've got to bring up Daria. Uh, I just. I'm going to agree with. I'm going to seriously. I'm going to agree with Joe on this. I can never get into it. I love Daria. Daria was pretty much my just my high school need dream another. girl cold-blooded um, horrible woman in my life <laughs> uh, no she was perfect I, I, and I, so here when it, the show came out the new york times described the protagonist a blend of dorothy parker fran lebowitz janine garofalo wearing carrie donovan's glasses glasses sorry daria morgendorfer 16 is, is 16 and cursed with a functioning brain has the misfortune to see high school her family and her life for exactly what they are and has the temerity to comment on it all. No, temerity. Um, by 1998, uh, Daria that became... she's got a tumor? Either that or Tammy's finally given you in. You don't and know. I got nothing. You got nothing. By 1998, it was MTV's highest rated show. Tammy Faye! That's shocking. Um, and the Total Request of, Live wasn't bringing in the, the network T-R-L. manager. The network manager said it summed up MTV perfectly. She was a perfect spokesperson for MTV because she was intelligent yet subversive. Jennifer Love Hewitt broke Carson Daly's heart. I don't know the intelligence. Subversive, maybe, but I don't think there's a uh, ton of intelligence in MTV. Um, Whatever. Anyway, so <laughs> the show itself is about Doria, who moves... She was in 
obviously Beavis and Butthead, she was kind of their female foil, mm-hmm. and she moves to Lawndale from wherever Beavis and Butthead is. And I never liked Beavis and Butthead. Sorry, folks, I didn't. But we'll get to it. In a um, but she moved away from Beavis and Butthead, and and Joe will talk about Beavis and Butthead, I guess. Um, a little bit. But Mike Judge had nothing to do with the show. He he freed it up. He agreed to release the character. He said, "Yes, to your character." I actually now. didn't know it came from Beavis and Butthead. You yeah. didn't? No. Oh, no. I knew that. It released the, the he released the character. So, but um, the Daria and Beavis and Butthead is not the Daria from that TV. Well, show. and they talk about that a little bit because actually, there's one line that refers to them, and, and uh, they're moving away in the first episode. And the only time Beavis and Butthead is even referred to is at least I don't have to put up with those two anymore. You know, it's kind of like how Mod really um, wasn't like that in Lost in Space. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else is going to get the that fucking hell? joke. I know. Uh, only me. Yep. Uh, You're welcome. Because I actually know the episodes with her being on uh, with Archie. But she has to come and help. The danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Sick, she's out. Yeah. She's either sick or she's having an operation. She's having an operation and, and she, she needs help. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they get an argument over Roosevelt. Yep. Mm-hmm. Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Not Roosevelt. Uh, Roosevelt. Um. Anyway. It's stifle. Um, stifle it, mod. Uh, and then there's but mod. It's Mike Judge agreed to release the character and gave it to um, the, the um, I blanked. Uh, I gave it to the people, people who made, made the show. It. There you go. Um, Cleared it up. But he didn't get involved because he was working on developing this other show, King of the Hill. King of the Hill. Um, however, it did end up being a huge success. Now, the reason I argue it is. You could watch it with kids. My kids have been around when I watch some of it. But they, they don't get the joke. And one of the best parts of the show is Daria and, and her friend Jane watch a show called Six Sad World. And it the best part about it is you only see commercials for it, but are the one-liners they use to advertise Six Sad World. And they did one at least one per episode, sometimes more than one. Uh, so some examples of that one... Uh, an example of commercials for Six Head World include Would you moan my name if I boinked you in heaven? Ghost (laughs) ghost hookers in the sky tonight on Six Head World. I like the first one better. Uh, Mm -hmm. Criminals beware this detective. It's even more sick that it was about his son. (laughs) What? Uh, The original uh, song. Yeah, I know. You're twisted. A vision of Christ in a half-eaten candy bar? Talk about my sweet Lord, the Immaculate <laughs> Confection, tonight, uh, next on Six Sad World. Brought back from the grave by black magic, but no one taught them to cross at the green. The Jaywalking Dead, next on Six Sad World. I get it. Um, what kind of a sicko voyeur I got sets it. up a hidden camera in an intensive care unit? Peekaboo, I see you, on, next on Six Sad World. I got it, three behind so, um, you're gonna keep going. No, I, I I've got there's over eighty of them, but the show itself actually, I mean, it was on when I was in high school, mm. and it 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 was pretty yeah, it much TV. It was it's pretty so much bougie. how I viewed high school, and you know, I and like I said, growing up, I wasn't allowed to watch MTV. Um, hmm. That being said, it pretty much you. summed up how I viewed high school. Um, Lovingly, it was it was a big deal, and what's funny about it uh-huh. is. Um, it's coming back. Really? June thirteenth. I don't know what today is, but that's recent. June thirteenth. Missed it. Today's like the fifteenth. No, I know. I'm saying this when it was announced. Pay attention, old man. I know you gotta go take your back pill. Yeah, today's the fifteenth. Bigger thir- hell. 
On June 13, 2019, MTV announced a new Daria spinoff series, Jody, which was originally titled Daria and Jody. And if you watch the show, Jody was the the other person that was competing for valedictorian, African American, all of that stuff. Always stressed about doing well. That being said, this is a quote from MTV. The show is the first in a series of spinoffs planned by the network based on the Daria franchise. So this show you know is coming why? back. Because they're out of ideas. But at least if you're going to go back to an idea, go back to one that was successful. And it was, was their it? successful show. I noticed you, the sorry, complete series is all in that one box. Uh, well, there's two movies, too. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, Joe, where's the, where, what, what, how big is the box that holds the direct series, the entire series that you wrote? How Murder big, Virgin? How big huge, is that? It's huge. My box is huge. That's because you, 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 spent all the, you spent all the money on the box. Why and don't you come movie. over here playing my huge box, James? I don't know. I, last time I put the canary in, it died immediately. Well, yeah, you got to use a canary. That goes without saying. Holy shit, snacks. Archer. But anyway, FXX. that's that'll be our, our what was I guess that would be 2010s, right? Yeah. Anyway, when we get there, we'll talk about that one. Um, we'll never but Daria, run. Daria is definitely. A I don't have a connection to it either. Yeah, I, 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 I may I, go I back and watch it and enjoy it, but I, I I literally have none to be Beavis and But I never thought they were funny. Everybody was like they're hilarious. I'm like now they're dumb. Well, Should we went, move on to Beavis and Butthead? Go ahead, So I actually am not a huge Beavis and Butthead fan. Butthead fan either. I didn't particularly get it, uh, even though I should be at the right age to get ahead of MTV. I, and by the way, I it. know several people that do love it. My wife loved it. I think it's because I, I couldn't watch MTV. I didn't get into it. I had MTV and still... Did you love it? I, yeah, when I when I got to watch it, I loved it as a, in high school, yeah. I didn't care for it that much. I went out on a date uh, with this lady named Candace. And we Candace saw, Robocop. No. Let's, yeah, that's fine. Well, no, yeah. I thought the other one was RoboCop. Shouldn't this one be Terminator? And then they fight, and we There's sell There's a tickets. joke here. It's totally inappropriate for this. Remind me to tell you after we're done the co- of the pod of the cat the casting of the pod. Candace RoboCop two, the smell of fear. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and then I watched the movie, and the movie I thought was hilarious. I enjoyed the movie quite a bit, and I still have a fondness for the movie. But just to sit around and watch them bitch and make fun of uh, music these videos. videos no, no, not a big fan. Mike Judge, uh, hold on. As I was saying about Beavis and Butthead, that I don't see my notes on this, even though I totally wrote those down. You know, but, but oh, here it is. Uh, you know, do you know what it originated from? It originated from Frog Baseball. It was a '92 short film. Judge really uh, originally aired on Liquid Television. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. After seeing the short MTV, signed Judge to develop the short into a full series. Um, Seven seasons, March 8, 1993 to 97, and the movie was released in 96. The movie has Bruce Willis in it, uh, Demi Moore when they were still together as a couple. Uh, it has some, some great, actually the... the uh, Robert Stack. The soundtrack to that is really good. I still have good. it over here. It's got Rob Zombie. It's got... Uh, Rancid. Oh. ACDC. Yeah, it does have all those people. It's a really good soundtrack. I, I love the movie. I still like the movie. I just do not have a connection to it, but it had a huge cultural impact, and that's the reason why we had to talk about it. Yeah, we have to. Whether we liked it or not, we have to talk about it. I enjoyed how much, it. I st- and the, because you wouldn't have that boring ass Daria if it wasn't for Beavis <laughs> and Butthead. My big thing about social commentary, it's social commentary. So is Cornholio. How so? 
He needs TP for his butthole. No, his bunghole. Uh, see, I didn't even get it right. Good God. I told you I wasn't a fan. <sighs> it's amazing. I attached to South Park from the jump, but did not to Beavis and Butthead. And I think what it is is South Park, once again, goes back to its storytelling and the other one is just jokes. Yeah, it's just jokes. I, I was gonna say, and there's I no, there's no, it's not hard storytelling. It's, it's just the movie's got a story. But. There is no logical reason, by the way, for me not to like Beavis and Butthead. I'll, I'll admit that. I'm actually shocked that you don't. Because, well, you know, and you probably, might like it better now. Probably, I haven't seen enough of it to be honest. That's that another problem said, with me too, because I just didn't watch it. Wouldn't that being it. said, it's hilarious to me that I don't have a fondness for Beavis and Butthead. I really, I do need to go back and watch it, but I don't have a high interest. Um, I don't. Either. But I loved their counterpart because it used to be to get on MTV. Those of you that may be younger. You had to do something linked to music. That's why Beavis and Butthead mocked music videos. There would be cartoons, but the cartoons would be broken up by, by them talking video. about yeah. music videos. And, and Letterman so, was a huge Beavis and Butthead fan. He yeah. might judge on the show. Yeah. And the the parallel to that was uh, um, Liam Cunningham, I believe. That's not the right name. Liam Sharp? That's him. Created, um, uh, and his Liam friend... Cunningham's the actor from Game of Thrones. Yeah, I screwed up then. It's none He's of those the people. Knight. It's none of those right? people. Um, I'm almost positive. But I love Syphil and Ollie, which was sock puppets oh, doing exactly James. what Beavis and Butthead did. And I will defend Syphil and Ollie to the end of the world. It's still their Star you Wars. You and four other people remember Syphil and There's Ollie. Star Wars. It ran for three seasons. If you people have short memories, that's not my fault. Um, and then actually it was Syphilis brought back. and Ollie. It was brought back as a web series recently. Um, but yes. Plays right after Bonehead. We're the lead <laughs> in. That's how bad the ratings uh, are. No, no. I'll be honest. We're going to jump from it's 90s still, cartoons to Syphilis still and their, Ollie. It's still their entire, um, their Star Wars parody is still one of the best. I don't care what you people but no, say. Um, the other thing about Beavis and Butthead, why I don't own any of the copies of the show today. I did enjoy it as a kid. I really did. But I can't watch it today, and because of the fact that something that you said you didn't get into, they don't have the the segments of them making fun of the music videos. Because of Cry. Because because of, because, yeah, that was right. actually one of the big things that impacted the release of Daria. If you, if you watched Daria as it was aired live, they used Red Hot Chili Peppers, they used whatever, you know, she mocks people that are listening to... Uh, get jiggy with it, yep. all of that stuff. But you can't put that on DVD without paying those rights. Right. Yeah. Where you could air it on MTV because that used to be MTV's job. And yes. I and I think without those music video segments, Beavis and Butthead loses something. Because I have I, I haven't bought them, but I have seen episodes because they were on Netflix at some point, I believe. Mm-hmm. There's just it's missing. There's, it doesn't hold the, and because those music videos aren't there. Because even in the the movie itself. The music plays a really important piece to it. But as a critique, I remember this. One of the critiques of the movie when it came out was the problem with the movie is because it didn't have them commenting on music videos. And it was lacking what everyone loved about the show. Really? Yes. But I loved how Look they it up. I, but I loved how they put the music into the episode. Like the scene where they're they eat peyote in the desert and they're hallucinating and that scene was actually animated by Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie. Um, who we've talked about in length in an episode. Uh Come on the show, please. Yeah. Oh, I've yes. got tickets to see you and Marilyn Manson in July. Why don't you hang out backstage? Uh, one of my because they don't invite me. One of no, no. One of my former RAs says if you hang in the alley, usually outside, about six to eight hours after oh, the show's shit. over, they'll come out. He did it, and he said it, that they were both insanely nice. So why don't you do that and see if they'll come on the show? 
Yeah, I'll try it. I don't know if the babysitter will wait that late for me to do that. Kid's got to fend for himself sometimes. Which is more important to you, your son? I mean, there's tons of kids out there on this show, which we only have one of. No, well, until you all do that cartoon podcast. Normally, I we would are say, doing the cartoon podcast. Yeah, yeah, you cut me out. Normally, I would say the show. Normally, not yet. What's the next one? Beavis and Butthead's done. But no, um, my the, the old gray mare ain't what, what she used, used to be. Ain't what she used to be. I have talked. About, I have talked about these people a lot, and I didn't realize I did that till just now. My the uh, Jeffersons. No, uh, my um, moving on up. Moving on up. How about what's uh, Amen? Yeah. I don't remember the. I don't remember the. There's not a song. He's just jumping rope in front of the church, and then he goes through. I don't. Why don't you talk about Sherman Helmsley more? Uh, we could do a whole episode on Sherman Helmsley. We I want to talk we, about. We did talk. We did go in depth about Ghost Fever in episode one or two. Uh, it might be three. Uh, but what are I'm, ghost dicks? I'm going to talk about Duckman, which I actually brought up in a previous episode. What is it? with Boy you two is short, uh, balding, uh, chubby men. Oh, Jason Alexander. For bald chubby man, uh, and and Jason and Alexander. Yeah. Uh, Duckman ran from 1994 to 1997, uh-huh. 71 episodes. Uh, it was created by Everett Peck, and again, you gave, know, his brother really gave the business to the Ghostbusters. Okay, uh, and another Peck who who did nothing. Walter Peck. Yeah. You can believe Mr. Peck. Yeah. Do you want me to keep going? No, go ahead. Nah, I'm good. Gabor Chupo, who I've mentioned in, in length. Yes. Uh, Arlene Klasky, Ron Osborne, and Jeff Reno. Directors of note, Jeff McGrath, Ramey, uh, Muse Quiz. Aired sure on I'm, USA. Aired what? on USA. Michael Markowitz and Gene Grillo. Uh, voice what actors. You, what did USA become? USA. Is it still on? Yes, yeah, yes. USA. They they do the robot, the Mister Robot. You ever see Mister Robot? It's it's pretty much Breaking Bad. It's okay. I it's don't fun. know if I have USA. Yeah, how do you know? You've never seen Breaking Bad. I've seen Mister Robot, and I get a, I get a good feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, somebody just Jeremy Miracle got me to watch the first couple episodes of Doctor Robot, and I'm like, I want to watch you more. You mean Mister Robot? He's not got his PhD yet. I'm sorry. You called him Doctor Robot. Well, I'm, I've got I've got good hopes for him. I think Doctor Robot himself. Esquire. If he gets off the drugs and applies himself. But uh, the show followed a very bad detective. Oh, by the way, voice actors as mentioned: Jason Alexander, yeah. Greg Berger, Nancy Travis, Dweezil Zappa, and Elizabeth Daly. Mm, e. G. Daly. Was Dweezil Zappa his son? He was his son. Ajax. Ajax. Yep. I remember the name. I saw maybe eight episodes, but. The show followed a very bad detective in his exploits as a single father. Duckman was crass and very perverted. Uh, he was accompanied by his lo- very level-headed and deadpan delivering sidekick, Cornfed Pig. Mm, Cornfed. <laughs> Who is voiced by Greg Berger. The show was great for its adult-centered humor, Duckman's quick, angry rants, and his complete ineptitude as both a father and a detective. The show did have several great moments, specifically when Duckman dealt with missing his wife. He had three sons, Ajax, who was a very large buffoon. Also his son, Charles and Mambo, who are very intellectual and conjoined. Hey, Mambo. Yeah, Charles and Mambo are basically... they Mambo Italiano. Two heads that share one body. Mm-hmm, I remember. Yeah, oh yeah, you. I didn't know you've seen this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also I've dealt, seen episodes. He also dealt with his loud and very abusive sister-in-law, Bernice. Yeah, when Jason Alexander... I wish I could watch... 
Jason Alexander prepare for this role because they're the writers of this show had to torture this crap out of him because Duckman would go this on these sure crap. I'm trying to make it a little PG. Just a little just a little sprinkle of PG. Yeah, a little shit on that. <laughs> Throw a big old dookie on that. It's a big old pile of shit turds. <laughs> but no, uh Dukes. <laughs> Get them Duke boys. Archer's better. But no, <laughs> Jason Alexander as Duckman would go on a huge rant if it was if it, it could be anywhere between him getting pissed off at somebody or talking about the 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 female figure. He would go on a two to three minute rant that where he never took a breath. They were fantastic. He was um, often uh, pitted against a, a Tim Curry Tim Curry character named King Chicken, and I brought this up in a previous episode about when we mentioned Tim Curry. But there's one whole scene where Tim Curry as uh, King Chicken cons him, and it doesn't take a whole lot because Duckman's a complete idiot into coming to this town, and it's filled with uh, King Chicken's relatives, and each one in there, and there had to have been like. Probably fifteen to twenty different chickens coming in, and Duckman interacts with them. All of them are voiced by Tim Curry, and all of them sound completely different. If you want to see how t- how amazing Tim Curry is, actually, which it, you can watch anything Tim Curry's in, and he's automatically amazing. But watch that episode of Duckman to see just how talented that man is. But Duckman, there was a lot of adult humor. It's very entertaining. I didn't have a. I just wanted to briefly mention Duckman. No, I I remember it. I I'm still just shocked that USA is still on the network. I swear to God, I don't know where USA is on my Directv lineup. It had this Monk. Directv. I've seen Monk. You know, it's not a good show. (laughs) It's not. I don't like Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub is the only good thing about. No, it's got Ted Levine. Yeah, but the show itself is poorly written. But not the earlier ones. I think the early ones. No, no, the early ones are good, but later. I've only ever saw maybe three episodes, guys, of Monk. I want to bring it in much the same way. I don't want to. Suits on USA? Suits Suits on USA, yes. Is it still on? I don't know. I don't know. know. Um, (laughs) Futurama. I want to bring up Futurama. This show does not support USA. I, we will if they will sponsor. Matter of fact, if USA will put us on. Let us let us do up all night. I will blow them all night. So we're uh, saying. So we're saying the USA has done nothing for us. I mean, yeah, long silence. I mean, I mean. Anyway, I want to mention Futurama. Most people know Futurama, so I'm not going to dwell on it too much. I want to at least mention it though in passing. But I want to tell more of the background of Futurama. I find this fascinating. If you can do that in less than 30 minutes, I want each one of us to also say our favorite episode. Okay, that's cool. I can do this. Okay, so Futurama, not surprisingly, after Matt Groening did some show, um, Fox started to pressure him saying, we want more, we want more, we want more. And David S. Cohen, it's now David X when they did it in credit because there was somebody with the Writers Guild that already had David S. Mm -hmm. taken. Um, he was writing for The Simpsons, and finally Matt Groening teamed up with him and said, we've got to develop another show. What do you got? And they became obsessed with science fiction, and they're reading it. And Matt Groening actually says that, that this time period was by far the worst experience of my grown-up life because they went overboard. They started reading every science. They were watching science fiction. They were trying to figure out how they could squeeze it all together. Allegedly, they developed way more characters than we ever saw. And all of them had backstories. All of them were supposed to... And we know what Futurama became. What's funny to me about it is, is Fox, who wanted this show so badly, 
immediately balked at it when they actually were given it. They were furious that he tried to include the suicide booth. <laughs> Dr. Zoidberg. Why Zoidberg? I, I'll talk about that in a second. And Bender's antisocial behavior. They wanted the robot to be more friendly. Have they saw this? Have they seen I, The Simpsons? There's Greenig, a story behind The Simpsons, too, though. Greenig actually explained this in more detail. He said, when they tried to give me notes on Futurama, I just said, no, we're going to do this the same way we did The Simpsons, which yeah, we don't they, take they, notes. They still don't take notes, by the way. James um, L. Brooks, that was part of the way it was developed, and they still don't take notes. That's the reason why The Simpsons is The Simpsons. And Fox came back and said, we don't do business that way anymore. You came when we did business that way. We don't do business that way anymore. And Matt Groening's response was, oh, well, that's the only way I do business. He he said, but we'll, we'll do one your way. And if you rewatch this episode, it's hilarious because I was like, oh, that makes sense. If y'all watch the show, you know this episode. I roommate where Fry has to find a home. They took all their notes and they made one episode that tried to meet everything where Bender's a little bit more friendly. And that's what I roommate is. The only time Bender is negative is when he's asleep and he does a... Hey, baby, want to get together and kill all humans? Yeah. In his sleep. If you rewatch that episode, it makes perfect sense. When that episode aired, Fox came back and was like, that episode's terrible. It's way worse than anything else you have. Fox so strongly disliked the episode that they renegotiated and basically gave Green a complete independence like he had with the Simpsons. And that's why that episode's the only one like that where you see a somewhat, somewhat friendlier bender Dr. Zoidberg isn't as much featured, but they didn't like Dr. Zoidberg because he wasn't cuddly. They wanted pretty much a Chewbacca-type character. And they, they they were worried about different things. Some possible titles. The title itself comes from um, General Motors at the 1939 World's Fair. They called their pavilion the Futurama Pavilion. <laughs> um, and, and it predicted what life would be like in the distant, then, year of 1959. Which it was way off, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, but had that name not worked out, the other ones that were batted around and immediately dismissed, according to some people, was Aloha Mars and Doomsville. I like Doomsville. Um, I think that's what we should have called this. Zap Brannigan was originally going to be played by Phil Hartman. That makes complete sense. And uh, so actually, if you watch some of the DVD commentaries, Billy West admits... He's doing his impersonation of Phil, of Phil Hartman impersonating whoever he's doing. Yeah, that makes complete sense. Um, Matt Groening, the other thing that Fox didn't like was Matt Groening went out and bought the rights to use 30th Century Fox. And Fox said they didn't want him to use it and that said it just wasn't funny. Within three months, they came back and said, that's brilliant. Why didn't we do that? So there you go. The other thing I want to bring up real quick and before we get into just our favorite episodes. Yep. Uh, before we get into our final episode, uh, the, our favorite episodes, Doom. John DiMaggio, who does the voice of Bender, Bender. said in an interview with Kevin Pollock, Kevin Pollock's, you can go show. back and watch it, um, KPCS, baby, uh, that when he wanted, was trying to figure out what voice to do for Bender, I wanted to bring this up because I know we're fans of certain things, he combined a drunken boxer that he had met with Slim Pickens. Nice. And that's the voice of Bender. I don't see the slim pickings. Um, but there you go. So I, that's all I wanted to go into because I think most people know Futurama. It got brought back again. And by the way, there is still conversations about bringing it back in. Matt Groening recently said 
Um, the Simpsons worked as a movie. He may go back and do a movie. If you know how the series ended, it ends with Old Fry, Old Leela, and the Professor pushing the time button and going back. And one of the things that they said was that they actually could do string theory based on that. Uh, the other thing that was part of that is that Futurama actually had four PhDs right on it and seven people with masters in different fields of science. The animation on it was over the top. The way they would use, if it was space, they would actually navigate it using computer-generated images so they could actually make it feel different than The Simpsons. Huh. And it was very ahead of its time in that way, and some of the stuff it does. So if you go back and even watch it now, it looks better than some of the Simpsons that came out at the same well, time. Well, also, too, when they're when they're looking at these math equations on boards, those are actually real oh, math yeah. complex math equations. So, and Bubblegum can't solve them all. Yeah. So you said you want to talk about some of our favorite episodes? Yeah, real quick. Off okay. the top of your head. Okay, off the top of my head, I can lane three. One. I got, oh man, it's hard because I got three. I'm going to do a James Thomas and I'm going to do them quick. Fear of a Bot Planet, where, where they where they go to the, the, the robot planet. The Luck of the Fryish. When I, I watched that with my son. The other it's day. hard. It's it's a really good episode. And then, is that um, the one about the dog? No, 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 this is a. It's where his brother, he thinks his brother stole his identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And also his 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 a magic four leaf clover. Yeah. Also, um, Roswell that ends well. That's probably my. If I had to pick, I a, did do the nasty in the pasty. pasty. Yeah, <laughs> it does have one of the best lines. If you were, of gonna, all if, time, if you were in the past, if you were going to make me pick one, it would be Roswell that ends well. But I wanted to mention those two as well. Uh, the Star Trek one's an easy one. Um, oh God, that's good too. The, the Star Trek one is because it got back the original Star Trek. Cast, it was hard except for, me. for James Doohan, who was ill. Um, but it brought back the Star Trek. He cast. wasn't dead by then. No, but he was. I mean, it was close. It was close. It was close. Literally within, I think, weeks. Yeah. Um, the Star Trek one's an easy one to say, but there's just so many. I've been rewatching them. I own the Go to hell. series. Um, I, I I watch them now on Hulu though, because I still. Uh, so I think. Excuse me. Go to hell. I. There. Um. Oh. One that I Holy really, shit, James. No, no, I'm, I'm trying to think of the F-E-1. name of the episode, Joe, See, and I'm blanking fuck. on it. What's the episode? It's, it's Just basically, tell me what it's about. It's where Fry's always late, and they build the time machine, and they go through, and it's... it's um, I love the episode because at the end, they basically realize that the universe resets, and they have to go through it three times because they try to keep traveling forward till they can find the time machine. Time that goes keeps back. on slipping. And slipping, slipping. That's the name of the episode. Into the future. One of the one of actually isn't that the one where time keeps slipping? That's that's the different. Oh no, I'm sorry. After being challenged by game, after being challenged. That's the one with the globetrotters. The first one with the globetrotters. Anyway, at the the end of it, they're like, "Well, we've got to figure out the thing." Uh, we've got to figure out because there'll now be duplicates of us. And the professor lands a time machine on top of their original cell or their their future selves in the reset universe and kills them. And he goes, "Well, that worked that out." My favorite is the one with the damn dog. It I is. don't remember the episode. I oh, that's the, it. I, it. I, it's just depressing, but it's a good episode. And this and the first Santa Claus one simply because it has one of my favorite lines of all time. Nasty in the past is probably better, but I say I'm going to buy you some. Well, and you know what's funny is that episode also has the only person who has never ever nice to Zoidberg is Santa. And then Zoidberg immediately turns around and betrays him. Yeah, with a pogo stick. <laughs> yeah. Well, and actually, there's you, you get me thinking about it, there's a Harold Lloyd episode. Well, the Harold yeah, Lloyd. Yeah, it's... Yeah, they're all good. You, all gotta, right. you gotta throw a pie occasionally. Sure, it's a drama, but throw some pies. I pay you people. 
The nasty and the pasty. Nancy. What's next? Um, I've got some honorable mentions. I, I've got two quick ones Go that I want to do. He didn't do quick um, for anything. Maybe sex. There is. We have to ask his wife. Well, you can ask yours. Oh! oh! Um, and your mother. And that you sister you don't do, know about. Will you please do my mom? <laughs> You don't have to call me dad right away. I'll call, uh, I'll call you daddy if you want me to. I, well that she just, just needs a hobby. That just took a perverse turn. I wanted to bring up one. Actually, some one somebody reached out to me going, you've you got to bring daddy. this one up. And, I, and they said they didn't want me to name who they were. But they said, you've got to bring this one up if you're talking about 90s animation because it did change a lot of things. And I was like, yeah, they're right. What? Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, I guess. Well, uh, 1998 came out, introduced a ton of people to anime. anime. Yeah. Uh, the plot to this is very similar to what we would think about with Firefly Serenity. By the way, we should mention the reason we didn't bring up Dragon Ball Z is because technically that was 80s. Yeah. Well, that... Shut up. It's great. Sucks. You're um, an asshole. <laughs> no, it's 20 minutes of... <laughs> Cowboy Bebop. Have you seen Cowboy Bebop? No, I've never... I've seen so, scenes. Cowboy Bebop is... The reason it's called Cowboy Bebop is the bounty hunters are nicknamed Cowboy... And they go on this. I've never seen it. Quest to basically, it's about their entire thing. They're on a ship. Their thing. They're they're. <laughs> he just throws me off every time he does it, and I get more time. I've to only it. done this this way once. Um, the ship is called hats. the Bebop, so it's Cowboy Bebop because they're bounty hunters aboard the Bebop. Um, beep, da, beep, and they beep. go on. A quest. No, there's all these different things. There's betrayal, and basically, the love interest is killed, and he swears vengeance. And that's but that's just one character, and you go off on all these other characters. It was considered too extreme when it aired, and so they actually originally only aired something like eight of the episodes. Didn't it air on Adult Swim? Uh, Well, I'm talking about in Japan. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, because they Bandai. The company that made it originally wanted to make it to make toys. Mm-hmm. They wanted to make it like Transformers, and the guy that developed it made it too adult, and so they actually shelved it. And then Bandai's subsection something brought it back out and did it. But that's why there's not a ton of episodes. They plan it as an ongoing thing, but I think there's eight episodes, and it's been relaunched since. But the original was eight episodes, and then a a closing movie, and then they've done movies since about. Yeah, that came over to him. And there's a live action movie coming out soon. But I wanted to bring it up because it is such a big deal. Uh, one of the people heavily influenced by it was um, this Johnson fellow um, who it's went on to do something with Ghost Star Wars. What's that, James? I'm sorry. This this Johnson fellow who worked on this Star Wars. Ryan Johnson? Um, says it's one of his biggest influence, especially the visual components of it. Uh, he said it heavily influenced films like Brick. And has influenced a lot of other, and then House uh, Ender Ender's Game author Orson Scott Card actually praised it as well and said that it was better than most science fiction. It was almost as good as Mormonism. Um, he said it was better than most science fiction films. Isn't he a Mormon that have made in the past hundred years? I don't know. I, I don't keep Isn't up. Isn't that with built it. into the other? That's what people bitch about. It's I know a religion. lot of people say he was very much rude. I, I've never met the man. I've never met him either. Um, but, um, but it, so it's it, it had a huge cultural impact. It did bring up a new interest in anime. It is very much adult. It is not something. It is not Dragon Ball Z. All right. Um, What's next? 
I've got one more, but do you want to do honorable no, mentions? No, you go for it. And I'll just... I've got to bring this one up because I think it's almost forgotten as well, speaking of uh, stop motion and stuff like that. Where else could you go to find out who'd win in a fight between Marilyn Manson and Charles Manson? Oh. Hanson versus the Spice Girls. For a guy who didn't have MTV, he sure as a hell Pat was watching Sajak a lot of versus, I, I got these on videotape at Blockbuster. Thank you, sir. I just uh, say Jack versus Alex Trebek, Rodney Dangerfield versus Don Rickles, Ozzy Osbourne versus Rob Zombie, celebrity death match. And I wanted to bring this up because three of those are funny. Uh, actually, my favorite one and the one that I actually own on VHS is Christopher Walken versus Gary Oldman. But um, MTV actually asked Marilyn Manson because they did it as a short originally. When it came to a show, they asked Marilyn Manson to write a song for it. He actually wrote a song that is a critique of the fact that people will watch anything that's violent. The song is called Astonishing, Par- uh, Pan- Astonishing Panorama of the End Times. The song itself was nominated as Best Metal Performance for the Grammys. And it came off of Celebrity Deathmatch. And his, it was his critique, even though he did voiceover work for Celebrity Deathmatch, about why do people watch this? It's because we love violence, and especially if it's televised. Uh, that being said, if you think about it today, there's people obsessed with epic rap battles of history. This was, I would argue, the precursor to that. Oh, yeah. People absolutely. wanting to see that. I wanted to also bring it up, though, because much like the Darius spinoff and all of that stuff, Ice Cube, who was also featured, he was Ice Cube versus Ice T was a thing. He didn't provide his voice. Ice Cube is bringing this back. His production company is bringing it back, working with MTV, trying to reignite the cast and all that stuff. And so probably by 2020, we'll see Celebrity Deathmatch again. Because there are no new ideas. So I I just wanted to bring it up because I think, again, we are seeing the 90s resurface. We're recycling ideas. We're doing stuff like that. But I I think that's important to mention Celebrity Deathmatch because it introduced that idea of figures fighting in satirical ways. That's it. So real quick. As opposed to mysterious ways. She so moves that way. It's all right. It's all right. All right. <laughs> We've been doing a lot of music quotes these past we four. We do a lot of music. Why aren't we considered a musical? Because neither the three of us have no musical talent whatsoever. No. I sing, uh, to quote Jimmy Papa Lee, I sing like an amputee. Can't hold a note, can't carry a tune. <laughs> And it's nap time for the so rest. Bloodhound so Bloodhound Gang officially we, broke up, by the way. So uh, my three right. quick honorable mentions. Uh, you are we already briefly discussed it while we were discussing South Park, but Family Guy premiered in the nineties. Yeah. Uh, Space Ghost Coast to Coast. I should have talked about that. Yeah, it was a really it was a really great Which show. Gave us Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yeah, Space Ghost Coast to Coast is another one that was a big influence. Really, I would on say me. it almost created Adult Swim. It basically did. Space Ghost Coast to Coast brought us the Brack show. We wouldn't have the Brack show. We wouldn't have Aqua Teen Hunger Force. We wouldn't have. If I had a superpower, it would be able to walk around and sound like Brack and say that shit. Yeah, <laughs> that would be. My, I never think of it till you just brought it up. What, and I was uh, like, Brack had all the stuff. Oh, I just can't. Do Am it. I the only one whose personal favorite in the Space Ghost Coast to Coast was Moltar? Yes. Damn it! I but the Brack show had all those stupid songs like "I Like Bananas" because they ain't got no bones. I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, so oh. Conan, Conan O'Brien has said more was said before that his dream job would be set in, in in a in a room and just sit there and write lines for Mr. Burns to say. 
my dream power to be walk around in sunlight bracket just say shit like that. Well, I, actually, somebody sent me because before I saw Space Ghost Coast to Coast, somebody sent me the clip of. I used to record them and watch them the next day if I couldn't stay up. Same here. Of, I was of the same Brack's way. song, uh, Hey, Don't Touch Me, which literally was him just a beatbox going in the background and him going, Hey, don't touch me. Somebody said that, to, and that was my introduction before I ever actually saw the show. Can you get Brack's show on DVD? I don't know. We'll look it up. But uh, oh, it, it's kind of funny. The Brack show actually premiered in 2000. Space Ghost Coast Coast with 1990s. <laughs> but That's anyway. okay. I, but no. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Both were my favorites. Also, the last one we should mention, um, this could have fallen into the superhero category, but it was definitely adult-only Spawn, the animated series. Which was... Monumentally better than the movie. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. There's no argument. That show, I because I didn't read because as as you if you follow the show, no, I'm not a huge comic book person, so I never really read any of the comics. But I was fascinated, and, and they these two nerds on the couch could have told you, no, no, Joe would like that. He'd like Spawn, right? It's like, oh yeah, Joe would like Ghost Rider. Anyway, I would like that. I watched the movie. It was such a dog turd. It. Dog turd is it not even get, is getting it's not, in a compliment? It's it's, it's bad. And then watch, it, Super Mario HBO. Brothers is is more on the intellectual level than Spawn. So Spawn, no, that show was on HBO. It premiered on HBO. Yeah, I watched it the premiere night, and I thought this is amazing. What the yeah. fuck happened to the movie? This came out because didn't this come out before the movie? I don't know. To me, it's all right around the same thing. Pretty sure it came out before the I movie. Think it it may before, it may be yeah. Chad. I don't know, yeah. but to me, it's all around the same thing. No, but in my mind, it's amazing. The movie sucks. The movie's terrible, and then... How it, close is the... I'm assuming the cartoon's much closer to the comic. Well, Todd McFarlane had a... Basically, he created the cartoon, and I'm pretty sure it follows the comic exactly. Close. Yeah, I, I think there were a couple things. Cause I but think, isn't Todd McFarlane a D-bag? There are some people that would argue, the way I defend Ellison, that they would defend McFarlane the same way. He wants... He has his vision. Um... And he does defend the old guard. One of the things that he said that got him in trouble way, way back in the day in the early 90s was when Spawn was first coming out, he said that they should not let people own comic book shops if they can't tell you who Jack Kirby is. Yeah. And and he got a lot of flack for that going, you know, it is a business. We've got to keep the business going. But I, I see what he's saying. I disagree with the way he said it. I don't know that I disagree with that. I don't know that I should um, own a comic book shop. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I, I think that... You It'd know, be all DuckTales comics. I think you get to the point, though... I just don't know that I should own a comic book shop. I think you get to the point, though, if you have an elitist mentality, and we're going off way off of 90s No, but this cartoons. is a good way to end a, a four-parter on 90s cartoons if you about have elitist an, mentality, because we've been fairly elitist as we went through this. If you have an elitist Spending, mentality... Again, you run, six parts on Stephen King. If you have an elitist mentality, you run the risk of building Monsters walls. Monsters dead, movies over, Chad. <laughs> you, you, you run the risk of building walls around what you're trying to do. And so, especially with comic book shops, I think one of the things that a lot of he got pushback on was, listen, we need people that don't know who Jack Kirby is when they walk in the door. So 10 years from now, they will realize who yeah, he is. Yeah, but I think you can do that and have somebody would be able to tell them who Jack Kirby is when they walk through the door. Yeah, right. I, 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 but... One of the comments that came back was, and again tying to the Simpsons, was you don't want comic book guys, where it's they no. they view you coming into the store as oh these people don't know what I well, know. But let's say there were time. still video stores. I 
Which I miss. And I know where you're going with this. I do miss people being able to say, oh, if you enjoy this, here's You this. can enjoy this. You know, it's the same thing. I wouldn't want someone working in a bookstore who didn't read books. Yeah. And matter of fact, actually, at local bookstore, Joseph Beth, if you apply to work there, you take a quiz. Oh, about, I didn't know, you know that. I've applied to work there. I never got hired. Did and you I know, fail the quiz? I, they don't tell you. I don't know if they just didn't need me or the times that I could work or whatever that was. It's been several years. It was before I, you know. I couldn't pass it. But, um. I couldn't pass it. And I, I'm, and I read. Uh, goodly even. He well. Does. He reads highlight magazines. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not the Boy Scout shit. It's actually just magazines where people highlight. Yeah, say, yeah. You might like this word. To Wait, <laughs> Um, oh man, there's a question I have that, but we're focusing on. This. But no, so I, I think maybe you're right. Maybe this is a good way to end it because I think that's one of the things that '90s did do, and y'all have kind of alluded to it. South Park versus Family Guy, and they may not like each other, but I don't have to care. No, I can you, enjoy both, and of you those. can enjoy both, and and because we had and such a variety, different. we killed Saturday morning cartoons, but we opened it up to so many different things that you could do with cartoons. And I think that's it, because there's, there's a lot of stuff out there, like I, uh, the, the Tim and Eric, Tom goes to the mayor and all that stuff. It's not funny to me. We've, you've got all this content. We've got so all the things. content, and that's what I, so, you know, we do have South Park, and South Park and Family Guy can, South Park can hate Family Guy, mm-hmm. and that's cool, but I get both. Yeah, you do. And, and I can, and I can watch either mm-hmm. one, and I don't have to care what they think about each other, and they're not even really in competition to me. No, I think it's two totally different things, and I think you can appreciate both, and that was a great thing about the 90s, is that, yeah, it killed Saturday morning cartoons for many different reasons that we already talked about, but it opened up lanes and avenues for so many different uh, voices, interpretations and voices of what cartoons could be. I mean, we've already had a lot of that. I mean, if we went back through the history of cartoons, we could just deal with the 70s and how Fritz the Cat, whether you love it or hate it, def- Gave us another thing that we could that we could appreciate from uh, anyway. and, 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 heavy metal, yeah, and heavy metal, and wizards which are all based all the, wizards, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Which actually, wizards was a uh, an influence on the design of Bender from Futurama. Just have why, uh, but the uh, the other thing, and uh, one of the things the that I think movie. about. <laughs> go to hell, Chad. Uh, <laughs> one of the things that I think about. Care Bear, go is, to hell, stare. Um, you know, there's a ton of other stuff, and one of the things that I think about is there's animation that's not for me, uh, and it's not that it's terrible, it's just not, I don't find it funny. Like, Tim and Eric did Tom Goes to the Mayor and all of that stuff. I don't find it funny. I know people who love it, people who defend it, but I think that's the other thing, that the 90s set us up to have a world where Adult Swim... And it hasn't stopped. Had, yeah. It, it, this What the 90s started continues on, and we can get Tigtone, which I love, and and then you know they air it, and they do two episodes for eight Fridays in a row, and then they bring back, you know, they do whatever's next. They do Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell, which isn't animated, but, you know, and so I think and adults... You st- and, and you still have amazing car- cartoons for kids, like The Amazing World of Gumball, the regular show... Um, the Steve, Steven Universe. Uh, Amazing these... World of Gumball, by the way, is another one that is adult-friendly. And that there's some jokes in that that go way over my kid's head. And I'm sitting there going, Pfft. Yeah. 
All right, guys. Well, I hope you've enjoyed our four-parter. Did I mention it was four parts? But I, th- I think really... Here's for we, you to bring we, another Stephen King comment. We no, summed no it point. up. I'm just waiting for our seven-part Dean Koontz one. Uh, we summed it up. I mean, it could. He That's does when have... a bonehead's on episode 5,672, <laughs> and we've given up on... I did, given up? Given up? No. I'm I so think, tired. though, we, we get to this point where we do have... So we did four parts on this, but I think that speaks to the fact that when we did the 80s cartoons, we were able to do, we'll do one day of boy cartoons. Well, that actually happened organically of we got done with the first part and realized it was all, remember? Yeah. It was yeah. all boy cartoons and we because couldn't just do we watched. That. But that was what was amazing about the 90s is there was nothing that was clearly defined by gender. And you guys it were focused. really smart to be able to break it up into these four parts. Right. And this was a little well, more serious than usual. And it was a little but, more heart-wrenching and a little yeah. heartwarming. And hope well, you all enjoyed all four. Four parts. parts. Well, uh, Joe, the difference is you've chained me to this table to where I had to record all four of them in one day, but these people get to spread it out over four weeks. Can I have my family back now? I know can they don't want to come on. back. I don't can think you? I, I <laughs> can you be trusted with them? Can I know they don't want to come back, but I'd like to see them. All right. Well, thank you all so much. We hope yeah, you've bye. enjoyed it. Share it with your people who love cartoons. Uh, we will be doing more cartoon shows, but it'll be a while. Yeah. We got some interviews coming up. I, I, I There's a couple of things I want to announce, but I, I just can't because we're still waiting. We I know we'll the- be at Frankfurt Con, so stop by if you're at Frankfurt Con in July and see one of... I know I'll be there. I don't know about the other two boneheads. I'll try to drag one of them there. Any questions? You can drag me to hell, Sam. All right. Subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And maybe Google Play by the time this gets out. Google Play should be working if I could get the RSS feed to work. Thank you all so much. That rackety syndrome server.